This is a Chucky Bee production. say that I'm involved with an organization that's writing the law for Connecticut as far as we've already we reintroduced our first bill I saw that how did that go it, it was crazy it's moving faster than I could possibly imagine <laughs> yeah. um, like we, we we built up a really good like momentum we hit it from a lot of angles even from media angles um even from political side, like from the medical side, and it's been um, all minorities. The group is called, uh, well, the, the advocacy, uh, excuse me. It's okay. Uh, the advocacy group is called Connecticut United for Reform and Equity. Connecticut United, repeat equity. that one more time. Equity? Equity, okay, got it, all right. So... We're focused on making sure that uh, a lot of the profits and tax money that ends up going to the government actually goes into rebuilding damaged communities uh, damaged by the drug war. Absolutely. So will these com- will be so so? Let's sold throughout the state. Will around that so that being sold, would that benefit it, or will it just benefit benefit specific communities? It ends up being mainly um, urbanized areas. Got it, got it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, the city having the higher when it comes to the war. How did it feel having to to people of government, uh, maybe people who what you were doing, but were sort of the vibe that you got from these people. Were they more conservative? Were they grew face? Were they happy? What was the vibe that you were getting from them? Was this something that was an annoying annoyance to them that they just want to get past? What's the vibe from these guys? So the vibe is 
quite unique in the sense that we end up having um, a lot of younger representatives this time around. Got it. And uh, the governor is in favor of legalizing cannabis uh, for the state of Connecticut as far as to drawing, uh, you know, tax dollars, dealing with tourism and so on. But a lot of people are really in favor for it. And what I noticed with a lot of states around the country is that uh, some people, some states have accepted legalization, but didn't really look what the law actually says. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. No. A lot. A lot. A lot. A lot of. A lot of people voted in cannabis throughout the country and kind of didn't read between the lines or or they didn't read the fine print. Um, and it sure sure as hell happened in my in my home state, which is Maryland. Um, those to you who uh don't know. But I have now relocated to Los Angeles, California. This show is now being recorded here. Nothing special, nothing hoorah. There's no sponsors, but I have relocated in chase of other opportunities. So we are here. Um, going back to what we were saying. Um, wait, wait, wait. I want to say that I hope that at least, you know, you always rep and at least for a little bit of time wear some Tims out there. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I haven't lost it yet, man. Uh, uh, I, I see, I see. No, not to down the fashion in LA, but a lot of the guys in LA really uh, kind of forget about what they want to wear. Um, it looks like a lot, uh, unless you're, you know, unless you're really in tune with fashion and whatnot. A lot of the fashion here in LA is on the floor. So uh, I don't think I want to lose my suave just yet, man. Don't worry. <laughs> At least, you know, for like a month, a year. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. I got you, man. I absolutely got you, man. Uh, but, yeah, so um, what we were just talking about as far as legisla- legislators. Ah, yeah. Um, Be careful not to vote in some dumb law that you don't understand that you're voting in. I think it's worth a fight and, a worth, and, and it's worth the time for each state to really look back on what they're about to vote in and who they're about to the power, the power behind the vote. Um, let's just say, let's say Marlboro all of a sudden got behind legislative in Texas to legalize cannabis because now they're invested and now that's what they want. And and I think Marlboro's based out of Virginia, so I'm so West Virginia. I'm sorry, but just an example. And <coughs> and it just goes to show, like, just look who's behind the vote of, with big money. If you see that it's big, big, big companies who who've been waiting for legalization, just kind of sitting in the back seat, waiting for everybody to fight for it. And then they're just going to come and swoop with, with, uh, with money and power. Um, it's coming regardless. Uh, I think all of us in the cannabis industry and all of you who are looking to be in the cannabis industry, be very careful in the water that you tread and wherever you are in whatever part of the country. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a business soon, very strictly regulated. And, from from what it's looking like and it, you, you got to do what things that you, like you and I are doing taking the necessary steps in a legal format and not and it's important not to be under the table I understand the black market's hard I under the black market pays I understand that all that shit goes down but talk you're talking to someone who spent a lot of time in the black market it it it's not going to last for too long especially if you want to go big you know, if you want to make this out of career, if you want to make something legit, you got to go do the steps just like you're doing in your local government or go move to a state 
that that's going to accept what you're doing. If you're living in a state that doesn't accept your culture, I think you should probably look to relocate. It's only going to bite you in the ass. You can't fight the man forever. Don't you think? Uh, true. In, in most cases. In most cases. <laughs> I just happen to actually have this opportunity like now in this state, in Connecticut, where I happen to have enough experience. I happen to have, I know the right people. Yes. Uh, the right type of governor is in place. The right type of uh, legis- uh, uh, state reps are in place. Um, you know, the, the organization, us, is in place. It, it, it something that would take millions of dollars to actually put together corporation by the stars lining up have, have to be right here absolutely so the first there are, there's already been two bills introduced the governor wants to try to get it done by April okay well, how does that so that's pretty fast that's around the corner it's already February bro that, well Maybe I, I don't know if the government wants to do it like that, but we're trying to we're trying to get it by you know by April, like, like to get it to a vote by April. Yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah I think that's important for um, you for you to do that to push it. The, the faster you push it through, the less time it has to just sit around and get thought about. You know. Well, that's the problem too. Where you know, uh, even if you do know what's in the bills, it could end up getting rushed through, and there's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so there's been two bills introduced. The first bill, it's put mainly by the uh, dispensaries and the current medical cultivation. Um, it's going to be a monopoly. People get home grows, but there's no way that we will be able to open our own businesses. Absolutely. Too expensive. Talking about like two million dollars escrow and twenty five thousand uh, application fee non refundable type of situation. No, absolutely, and and licenses are going to be just super expensive. You're right. It's at least it's at least going to be two point four million to put your foot in the game to make money. You know. Right. So I took it as a personal offense because they're basically saying, "Yeah, you guys can grow six, but we're going to keep the millions." Yes. Yeah, what the fuck is six plants? Nobody get nobody. There's no minimum or maximum on a tomato plant garden. You can plant a thousand right. tomato plants and nobody's gonna tell you squat shit. But if you want to plant a thousand plants, your ass is gonna get is gonna go to jail. And it sucks because it's, and that's the thing. That's the thing about voting bills in. You know, they come in with the six plant count. They come in with oh no homegirls, but ah legalized. You guys can go buy. You guys can go spend money at our dispensary, but you can't do it for free at your own house. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's So that was the first bill. And now there's been a second bill introduced, which is ours. Uh, uh, SB 690. SB 690. And we deal with affordable licenses, making sure that a lot of tax money goes back into communities that end up getting damaged, you know, school systems, uh, you know, public works, normal, like, city and towns. Um we're putting it rather than waiting for regu- regulations and that's how it normally ends up being uh, which takes a long time we're putting it as part of the original law like right from the gate gotcha I think you're on one man I think you're on one how long how long do you if it all goes through in April how long do you think until it goes to 
goes into effect. It's whatever uh, effective date we put. Got it, got it, got it. So it could end up being July 1st if it ends up being in April, but if not, it'll probably, if it waits for the next uh, legislative session, it'll probably end up being moved to like January 1st. Man, that's great. That's great. That's great. Now, have you heard of that great event that's going down? I believe the Gen Traders out February. Um, <laughs> how is that? How is that going to play out? Are you going to attend? Well, of course, it's mine. There you go. <laughs> I, I didn't want to put it out there. I didn't want to put it out there because I wanted you to put it out there. But of course, it's your baby, and I've been watching you grow this baby since since conce- con- since it was conceived, I believe. And uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm really happy that you're pushing for that, man. And I think I think um, genetics is going to be always a niche in this market anywhere you go uh we all love plants but it all comes down to where the plants from and where that nugget's coming from and the genetic and um you want to talk a little bit about that to kind of get everybody not everybody i guess the people who listen to this show the people who listen to the show a little bit of insight on what exactly they should expect at the gen traders event of course man no problem um so i founded gene traders uh Gene Traders are Gen. <laughs> yeah. I founded Gene Traders uh, three years ago. Well, actually, we're going into our third year. We started in Rhode Island dealing with uh, the medical cultivation cultivators uh, as far as patients out there. That was year one. Uh, year two, actually, which was last year, was uh, dealing in Massachusetts, dealing with the legal uh, uh, cultivators as far as home growers. And now year three, we're moving into Connecticut as far as dealing with genetics, but more on the uh, convention center size. So we're we're taking a big step forward to actually lift ourselves, you know, out of um, the gray area and full 100% in the light. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, do you see do you, do you see a flip in how do I want to explain this? Do you see a flip in the reality of cannabis? In, for example, let's say you know it's this slow movement. It's state by state. It's it's just this slow, this slow, slow snail crossing the floor. Let's say it goes federal. Let's say Trump le pico un huevo and he wants to say fuck it, I'm doing it, and he goes federal. And let's say he he and it goes so far as the benefit to us. Let's say. You know, you apply for application and you're able to grow inside your house and in your backyard and maybe submit a sample to make sure that there's no toxins and anything that'll mess anybody up. And you'll be able to care give out of your own house, you know, all over the all over the United States. Do you what kind of world do you expect that we would live in at that point? Do you think things will be out of control? Do you th- what if what what do you think would happen if, if Americans were given that liberty to to grow to grow cannabis <coughs> and sell it just like tomatoes? Do you think do you think everybody would be better off financially? Not everyone, but um, I guess cannabis users and cannabis growers. Do you what what kind of America do you see? I know that's kind of an ambiguous question, but I mean you know I'm scratching at the surface. So um, I would say. Thank you, and then fuck you at the same time, I guess, because it's Trump. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to uh, take it with a grain of salt. Everything, anything, any good that comes out of the guy, you got to take it with a grain of salt for some reason. Yeah, it, it, you know, he, he, 
for him, it's always distraction. So he can most certainly do that to distract the whole country. Well, I'm glad you, um, and I'm glad you look at it as a distraction. You know, a lot of people don't look at it like that. They look at it as their, as their, as not, as as everyday news. Um, the guy, the guy, the, the guy, the guy looks at the public another way. And I'm glad that you say that it's a distraction rather than, than, than him. You know. I, I try to think of him as um, as a Caesar, right? Caesar understood that if you distract the masses with games, that you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Hence the Colosseum. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, th- this whole thing about what the Trump wall, you know, this guy, out of his distractions, and the reason why he's, you know, creating these distractions is I was talking to this to a good friend yesterday last night and it's because it seems that he knows taxes, he knows business, he knows how to get around, but he really doesn't know he's not very street smart. You know, he doesn't really know when to be quiet. He doesn't really know he doesn't really know how to act when there's FBI agents at your door and taking down the people around you. I think I think he yeah, does not know how the shit works. He doesn't know how the shit works. So the only way he plays out is with distractions and that's and that's what I think that a lot and a, and a lot of his type followers, a lot of Trump followers also don't know how this shit works. They also never seen behind bar jail cells. You know? There's these you know the, these guys cannot see the scared criminal that I see. And the scared, the scared criminal acts that I see that he's doing, and the mistakes, you know. If you have the FBI growing up, going up your alley, man, there's a lot of things you gotta do. There's a, there's a lot of things you can't do, but shut up, you know. <laughs> As people, you try to fucking try to fuck with is with the FBI. Those are a lot. Uh, as as any American, as any American, you should know the FBI is not something you fuck with. <laughs> uh, they want to take down a president. Yeah, exactly. They want that title. <laughs> oh shit. Oh man. They want that shit. They want it bad. But so let's say he did do it, right? I would love it from a from a gene trader standpoint because you know the whole purpose of gene traders is to uh, provide a platform where readers and people that are cultivators can actually get together and be a variety of characters because. Not everything works for everybody. Some people are preferred to one type, and there's so many out there that it's it's damn near impossible to like really go through websites to actually understand these genetics. But if you can sit, go through like an event, and talk to the breeder right across the table from you, yes, I mean that's some insight that no amount of reading can give you. Absolutely, no, absolutely the. There's nothing like talk. You're right. There's nothing like talking to someone who has been growing the plant for a while, or or I guess the creator of the genetic. There's no better. There's no better person to talk to. He has grown it in different conditions. He has seen it stresses. He has has it under certain lights, and you definitely ask him um, what lights he has it under. What his what are his condi- what are his usual conditions. And um, definitely the, these these breeders and these genetic and these genetics, they're gonna have to. Um, come with the grower's knowledge behind all of the experience he has throughout the years growing that plant. You know, that that's all that's all 
priceless information that goes with the seed or the cutting, however you get your genetic, you know? I think the knowledge behind countless mistakes is it's, it's priceless behind a plant, man. If somebody can give you all the, new, the, the the do's and don'ts right right from the get-go, I think everything everybody would be off a lot better in their growth. You get what I mean? Definitely. It, it, just, it just takes so much time to, like, you got to do it at least two to I would say three times to really get down on how yes uh, a plant like really like grow how she pushes out does she stick together on top like what does she do you know so you know what technique to actually you exactly. know get the max out of her exactly yeah for example I was just uh, finished up a platinum banana cookies and the grow I wasn't a big fan of the plant the way it vegged in I mean actually no I was but the problem was when I was repotting, I accidentally damaged the root zone pretty bad. It wasn't pretty, and it was the only cut, and it was the only thing that I was flowering at the time. And um, so I went ahead and threw it in the flower anyways. It, it produced amazing flavor and amazing nugs, but I know that the weight could have been a lot better. Um, I, ca I can't imagine what it would look like if the root zone was not disturbed at that late stage. You get what I mean? And so this yeah. second this second round, it's gonna I'm gonna be very careful. I'm gonna treat it like gold. Make sure that root zone is intact, and we make sure that, that I don't mess anything up this time. And hopefully, it's a plant that it turns into a keeper more than a continuous tester. You know, so don't give up, guys. After wet first grow, um, especially if you like the flavor and you and you like the the end result, and you just have there's there's always that what ifs behind it take the take the plant another for another second run and try, try to tweak whatever you think needs to be tweaked because i think that's important in a grow don't give up after the first one um try it for a second like, time i mean unless she's she produces shit yeah 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 don't get it twisted if that thing produces poo poo you make sure you throw it out the door all right don't put it back in <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't want to give that bad advice either don't keep growing poo poo don't put that in the market, guys. <laughs> Miss market shit that cause all fire. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, uh, yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna do another outdoor grow this season? What was that? Are you gonna do another outdoor grow this season? Oh yeah, man. I'm oh yeah. Hooked. All right, all right. I, it, it's tough, but you know what? I like the challenge because indoors, you know, all you're really looking for is. Um, you know deficiencies if there are and that it depends on once you get it down like you might third time you can't really be noticing you already know how your plant grows but outdoors in new england whew, yeah that's a challenge it, it, it's got to be a challenge man it's got to be a challenge you got bugs you got hum this how's the how's the humidity up there so the, the weather the the, the weather will dictate what kind of bugs we have to like face. Ah, uh, got if it. it ends, if it ends up being a dry one, we won't have to worry about um, uh, the caterpillars. Got it. But we'll have to worry about a little bit more of uh, spider mites and probably like aphids more. Mm. But if it ends up being more wet, then we got to worry about the caterpillars and also once it gets cooler, we got to worry about obviously like building. Okay. So how did how did you stave them off last year? Uh, last year I ended up 
uh, trimming it out really, like lollipopping it really hot, like really fast, and um, actually keeping them grogged. And uh, I kept, you know, you know my uh, my eye on the weather. It, I got lucky, yeah. honestly. Yeah, especially up in especially up in that up in up in that area, man. Um, up in the northeast, it's uh the weather can change on you from from one day to another, from two days to another. It can be completely opposite. A lot of the things that I don't like about it is is that the cloud coverage. It could be cloudy for a whole week. You know. Oh yeah. And that can seriously affect the affect the harvest, man. I think. If it's cloudy for a whole week, it's gonna affect. Um, it's not what not only will it affect resin, it'll affect uh, the 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 impoundage. If it didn't, if a whole week of non-direct sunlight didn't, if it didn't take that non-direct sunlight for a whole week, that'll be detrimental yeah. to the harvest, man. It's that, that's out, and there's nothing you can do about that. No, there's nothing you can do about that. Just just to suck it up, but goddamn, well, those, those are just the, the challenges, I guess. Hold on. There actually is one thing you can do. If you're able to have like a hoop tent and you're able to supplement, you could do that. Hell yeah! Especially for people who have a who have a manageable grow. Um, definitely, supplemental lighting will be definitely the the, the key. But the, for those fuckers out there who got big ass grows, good luck, guys. Good luck with a, <laughs> good luck with a cloudy week. Well, that, that's what like 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 that's why um. When I first started uh, Gene Traders, um, I was trying to figure out, should I do it monthly? Should I do it like once a year? And I, it ultimately worked out itself out to be every like two to three months, four months to kind of follow a normal cycle pretty much. Ah, so I see what you're saying. In February, we're going to be doing it in uh, Connecticut and it's going to be at the convention center, which is going to be nothing with seed. Honestly, it's entirely too cold to be taking clones out, and the shot will be like, right. some will survive, but you know, you don't. Do you really want to put them through that shot? Wouldn't be a good idea. No, no, not at all. Right, but we'll have another one in May time, uh, in the May time frame, and we'll have like a ton of clones, so everybody will be ready for out. Because if you didn't get your 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 seeds now, January, February, March, to get ready for the summertime, hunt it down and do what you need to. Then you got no choice but to grab clones for New England because if you miss that window, you're not gonna be able to do it. You That's know what? how hard you're it is abs- for the season. You're you absolutely ready, right. Be, you're not gonna people, people better be cracking seeds now, guys. You better get better get on your shit. Crack your seeds now. <laughs> God damn, it's already what? It's gonna be February one on this week. You're gonna have to yeah. crack crack your shit now because you, you're gonna be blowing if something dies. If something didn't come out the way you wanted, you can repl- There's still time to replace. Get those seeds now. Yeah. That's why this event is perfectly fucking planned. Go get it, guys. So you can get them cracked and get the season done right. And make sure you clone a fucking plant before you put it in the fl- before it before it flips. Clone the damn plant so that you can so at the end game. If you like what you what you made and you like what you did, you got a cutting. You know. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's all about. So, tell me, man, how you liking the um? The West. Oh man, the West is beautiful. the uh, The sunsets are always nice, but that's all cliche. I think um, what I like the most is the change up in people. Uh, they're a lot more free minded out here, mind your business type stuff. You know, you know, LA is kind of famous for homeless people, and you know, I guess uh, I'm okay with it. I guess 
people, everybody has a right to live, but I guess it can be int- intimidating to people who are not ready for it. But um, other than that, man, I mean, I'm enjoying the hikes. I, I, I try to get out and get into nature. I go to the <laughs> beaches. And there's a whole long side of California that I haven't that I haven't explored yet, so I can't wait to get out a little bit more and and extend my reaches a little bit more. Maybe go see the desert. And uh, it's been I've been having fun, man. I got a job recently at a cultivation center, and uh, that one's been pretty cool. Um, I can't really talk about too much. I had to sign a what are those things? RDNAs or uh, RNAs to make sure that I guess I don't uh, talk too much about it. NDA. So I yeah, NDA, there you go. So I can't go into detail, yeah. but it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, and what they're doing is great out there, so it's cool. But No doubt. Yeah, 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 but honestly, it's, it's, it's been going good, man. Um, I got I got some really close friends that, uh, that I've been building over the years out here, and uh, right now it's been good. That's why I, I guess that's uh, – I, I guess I keep on trying to pile excuses for long-term episodes, but – I'm giving it to you guys, and I'm a, I'm just one person here recording all this with a cell phone speaker and a microphone, so just working out real good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it, man. I'm enjoying it. I'm, you know, I miss the people back home. I miss it, but you know, I spent 28 years out there. I think uh, I think I I think I need a little bit more time to miss it dearly. You know. <laughs> so um, you know, like I told you, always rock the tins a little bit. Oh yeah, and, we, and you're good. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Don't worry, bro. Don't worry. It's all good. Yeah, you you keep you keep East Coast cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's an, it's important to keep that in your wallet, guys. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. I've seen some people out here lose lose the East Coast card, man. It went from it went from Nike boots, Tim's, you know, Jordans, and then it went down straight up to Vans and baggy sweaters and looking down to the floor. Not saying anything, but I'm just saying, like, you know, the the fashion can change and consume you out here. But I get it, though, because it's just a different way out here. It's not to talk crap. It's just a different way. You know, you know, yeah, no East, yeah the East Coast is just used to used to kind of like you know we're a little more flashy, weather, a little more a boot bougie, a little more, uh, uh, you know, but out here you would get bougie but it's not the bougie that we're used to. It's like the bougie is kind of like, you know, dress weirdo type dress how you like kind of like you know whatever your fashion is fashion out here in la back home no that, that, that's definitely not how it goes man like fashion is definitely what's dictated kind of you know what i mean or like whatever your culture is that's your fashion you get what i mean that's the our tims you know what i mean yeah and and like out here it's not really like that right here it's like do what you do be artsy you know what i mean dude be you you know what I mean? so it's pretty cool i like it it's pretty cool it's it's entertaining Damn the different the, the, the different ways people dress out here. It's entertaining. I like it. It's cool. It's it's, it's growing on me day by day. So if you see me dressing crazy, man, don't blame me. All right, it's just they morph me. <laughs> oh, for sure, right? <laughs> when the outfits get crazier, I'll let you know. <laughs> when I start rocking the pink wigs, you know you can come get me, man. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, now take pictures of those people. <laughs> All right, like shit. Yeah, I definitely will, man. And it's 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 a show out here, you know. Um, one of my friends told me if you throw a nickel, you'll hit an actor. So, uh, I haven't thrown a nickel yet, but we'll see. <laughs> so I just read too that they're trying to put uh, a billing or amendment to the California law to actually lower some of the taxes because uh, to help out the legal market because they're struggling so badly because they ended up. Too much taxes and kicked out a lot of people. No, absolutely. That I, I li- even living out here, bro. Um, uh, the black market is strong. Uh, don't get me wrong. The best, 
the, the 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 thing you can rely on if you want to rely on on clean well tested you'll see the thc you'll see the lineage if you want that experience you'll find it and it's worth it you know sixty dollars an eight fifty dollars an eight that's east coast prices but and it's here on the west coast in the stores and yeah you know you you know that that's expensive for your average smoker you know I, they, that that's understandable but you know the the quality if you're looking for that crazy exotic quality you're going to be checking into the to the dispensary doesn't matter I'll, uh it's just like the east coast uh they're not giving to you, they're not giving it to you in name the bags they're giving it to you in sandwich bag stills um so to, to to rely on what they're saying it is is still iffy so if you it, it, it's going to end up like this all around the united states whatever you do if you want something legit you're going to have to go to a legit well-known established name and that's why i come back to saying you got whoever anybody who wants to get in the industry has to be well established and a good name you know have to build that reputation you know other than that it's gonna be rough, man. It's gonna be rough. Yeah, people gotta learn that you don't buy the name of the strain or cultivar, you buy the cultivator. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's dude. That's so key. And I wish I can talk more about where I, dude. I got so much, so many good things. I guess I can say that the guy I, I was, the, no, the guy I was learning from, he was, dude. He's, such a, he's literally a genius on growing. And man, uh, it's, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. That's what's up. Yeah, it's really cool. But other than that, yeah, it's it's it's. I look for I look forward to, I look forward to to the game, and but back to what I was saying, if you want if you want clean medicine, you're gotta gonna have to check into med something like MedMen, and even the corner dispensary down here with the glowing light, I wouldn't even go there. I wouldn't even go there, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even go there, if, if, especially with the mergers. You got the ones with the fifteen dollar A signs out on the front. It's just, you know. I guess I guess I'm a little bougie when it comes to the cannabis because I'm a grower. If I if if I didn't grow it or if I don't know exactly where it's really coming from or I don't have like a good feeling about it, it's a little iffy for me. You know, it's a little iffy for me. But uh, not all not all dispensaries are the same. They're not. Absolutely, they are not the same. They're not owned by the same people. Um, a lot of times you don't even know who the owner is, and you just get you're just rolling into a spot buying some weed, and you're just checking right out. And uh, so I suggest if you come to California, go to a spot like MedMen, go to a spot, um, a spot that's what that that looks like an Apple store. That have them, they have them out here. They have very rust uh, like rustic artistic stores out here. I suggest you visit visit one of those visit visit one of those stores that have put effort into their store. Don't go don't go to those fucking dank ass corner stores and shit. That's not that's not the that's not the shit we're don't going get for. It from the, don't get it from the food truck. Yeah, dad. Yeah, exactly. Like that's not the that's not that's not the future of cannabis that I like. I like the future <laughs> cannabis like the like the way they have it. And um, yeah, it's 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 crazy how the business is turning into. If I, uh, next time I go into Minimum, I'll take pictures and show you what they're doing, and you're gonna be like, wow, literally like an what? Apple store. It's the same exact business concept. You know, you know the person out. Everything's on an iPad. You don't really touch any weed, and everything comes sealed. And you can pay with your fucking credit card, I believe. And legit shit, man. You know, it, it feels it makes you feel good as a person to go into something like that, and instead of going to something dark, and and just shady. We got to get out of that mindset. You know, I think as as this industry, we got to get out of that type of mindset, dude. Because 
you know that's we we want to we want to be able to sell to people who are comfortable who have a little bit more money and that's the goal right isn't that the goal that's right yeah. uh, you know like you like you said like you know the like what they call you guys call weed or luxury weed whatever like that yeah you know we call top shelf or high grade absolutely or, yeah you know, yeah all that stuff is highly taken care of like somebody cared for that plant that's yes. what makes it great that's what makes it really good that's what we want we want that white ass we want that baby to be talked to yes. something like that them trichomes is like pure still on there like so crispy yes. that's what we want we want we want that that luxury that you know, we want that gourmet there exactly and there's best there are there are ways of handling cannabis there are there are if you if you're a grower and you're like well no the, no there's special ways of handling your cannabis from veg to flower to cure you, you know you don't there's just ways of handling it so that you have that final aesthetic that final perfect gourmet touch growing's not like easy the, you know whatever you think is growing's that, not easy <laughs> that's why no like you can end up you can pretty much tell what kind of product somebody's gonna end up pushing out when you tell me you have a hundred thousand square foot space and you got like you know like 10 guys like that's not even close to being enough to take care of that shit and your product's gonna be okay it's not gonna be luxury shit but you're gonna fancy package it and sell it as though exactly exactly and that's and that's where a lot of people who are i like to call it below the veil who are not you know thinking very soundly it's not about how much you could grow it's not about how many plants you can jam into one room you got to stop thinking like that. It's not about that. It's about how much quality can we pull out of one room? Because at the end game, it's not about how many pounds you're pulling. It's how many pre-rolls you're packing of some gourmet shit. It's mm -hmm. how many individual dabs from that run, each gram of that shit, how many eighths. You know what I mean? It's not about how many, the pound is, you forget, you go with it. I'm, you know, I'm giving away the secrets. I'm, I'm talking too much. So, anybody out there listening, you already got the insight, man. Like, don't concentrate on so much on the weight. Of course, the weight's got to be, you know, it's important, but it, it, you, you got to go for the quality. Like you were talking about, you can't have 150, uh, anywhere near 150 plants for two guys. You know, with 150 plants, you need 20 guys. You need 20 guys constantly in there. You need 20 guys watching. You need 20 guys plucking. You need, you just need you need movement, and it's a lot of work, and it, and it's manicuring. A lot. And all of these guys need to be fucking trained. You got a lot of you got yeah. a lot. Of, you got, it's just like handling food. You got a lot of people who have dirty habits, who don't wash their hands, who who spit, who are sneezing all over the spot. It's 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 it's, it's just because it's a plant and it, and it's planted in something that looks like dirt. You gotta treat it as if it's something that you, something that's gonna be consumed in, in, by by the president. If you're not looking at your cannabis as if it's not going to be consumed by a connoisseur, then you're 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 you might want to build up on that game. You know, I guess I don't want to act like I'm the fucking king because I'm not, and I don't want to act like I know everything because I don't. But I'm really striving to grow great medicine and really striving to grow, grow great cannabis. And those are the little things that I'm just trying to catch on to. So I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be this guru or anything because I'm not. But that's what I'm striving for. You know? No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, like, uh, my boy's been sitting here with me listening to us, you know, uh, the podcast. Um, uh, his name is uh, David Carbon. 
All right, uh, bring him he on. Actually, just uh, was about to launch uh, uh, like a dining event company. Uh, it's called uh, Delta Nine and Dine, and it's going to feature you know gourmet chefs with its, you know some huge product. Uh, you know, so you can end up having a really great dining experience, more intimate, but top shelf. You like really taking care of like top cuts and all that shit. Absolutely, absolutely. I can see that. That's that. Can, there's a future in that for sure. There's a future in that for sure. I can even see it here in LA. The all even all, there's these artistic restaurants, this ambiance of of artistic restaurants, and each one is an individual. You know, creation or individual canvas is what you want to call it. Chuckle, chuckle. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everything is like art, artsy, and I can just see a chef, a, a young chef, cannabis-loving chef, creating something. You know, where full course meals, including top shelf cannabis, like you're saying, top shelf cuts. That's I think that's pretty dope. And can you imagine the catering services, man? That's, that'd be great. I'd go to the well, restaurant, yeah, line yeah. me up. Well, let me let me have him tell you a little bit more about it. Cool, 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 cool. Absolutely. Hey, hey, what's going on, my man? Man, how are um, you doing, man? Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so basically, what I'm trying to do when it comes to the whole thing is I'm trying to create an environment along with, you know, food and then along with, you know, bringing a chef that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, you know, I've been cooking for a little while and I've actually been cooking stuff for, you know, I would say a good five, six years in creating plates, you know what I mean, that are arts. Now, when it comes to putting on these type of events, I've noticed that people want something to look at. They want you to provide an environment, you know what I mean, to where they're like, okay, well, no, this isn't necessarily your um, normal or recreational, you know, in environment. But, you know, look at that clip. Absolutely. I haven't seen anything like that else. You want to create an ambiance on top of providing a food that not only is going to wow that. Mm. People eat with their eyes. You know what I mean? At least from what I've noticed, being in the restaurant, people will eat with their eyes before even sit down. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So now if they have something that's appealing to them, when they sit down and they actually eat it and it's great. You know what I mean? That right there sells everything. So on top of me having a chef that is going to you know, have a name with them, you know, who provides something that is visually appealing, I mean, creating an ambient for I think that, you know, I think that that's part of that whole industry, especially when it comes to LA, from what I hear, because people are putting on all sorts of events like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm told that this is nothing new when it comes cooking world and especially with um you know medicated things absolutely West Coast no absolutely I, I i totally agree with you that th- cannabis and food is something that has soulfully gone together since the beginning you know anybody anybody who's who anybody who has especially the first time going in the munchies and kicking and it's full throttle you know you've got certain tastes you got certain wants and when that hits, and and you know you're absolutely right. It's always usually on a, somewhere comfortable, somewhere where you're chill. And food and cannabis is all always going together. It's like uh, it's like uh, cannabis and coffee, cannabis and orange juice. It's just anything that comes that that is consumable just goes perfect with cannabis. It's just the perfect marriage, you know. 
Yeah. Well, my specific event I'm doing is, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a, a five-course dinner. You know what I mean? I'm going to uh, have people sit down, family style, one big table. I'm going to put out uh, a little appetizer, um, a main course, a dessert. Wow. Um, wow. And then, like, little, I guess, finger foods. You know what I mean? Just so that people have the, you know, opportunity to fully indulge and experience. I'm not trying to make each plate too potent, but I'm trying to make the overall thing that by the time you get to that, you know, final piece of cheesecake, you have the option. That was my question. That was going to be my question. Or, you know, just... You hit it on the nail. You hit it on the nail, man. That was my question. I was worried that if if you if you were just you know and you know maximize the dosage and everything, you know you'd just be too high at the end of the course. But you're right. Throughout the course and throughout the experience, at the end game, you're looking for that 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 comfortable high. And it's not. Yeah, you're right. All of it together is gonna give that to you. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I definitely um, I like focused you. on making sure it's something that everybody can do. I don't want to, yeah. you know, overpower people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, shit, I, I agree with you, man. I like your idea, and I agree with that, dude. If I, if you ever, if you ever, if if I'm ever out there, or you're ever out here, and you're able to put something like that together, man, I'm in. Wherever it's at, man, oh. I'm in, dude. I'll, I'll be probably the first one in line. I like that idea. I mean anything, any, thank you, thank anything you. with anything within the industry, man. Anything supporting Lalpino's always supported me from the beginning, and his circle is always my circle. So, and same thing here, my circle is his circle. So it's perfect, man. I enjoy it. I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, man, I think I think with this here, I'm gonna have to let this go here. We're at 45 minutes. I gotta get a couple no of things here. Um, appreciate both of you guys coming on the show, man. Lalpino. Always Please. pleasure having you, my brother, man. You always, like I said, always supported me, and I've always dig that I'm always here for you. Whatever you need, I'm a personal phone call away, bro. You already know. You know, no, no, man. Always, it don't matter where you're at. Hell you yeah, me. it don't yeah. even matter. Exactly. And don't forget, guys, uh, Gene Traders. And what is that? What what is that? What is that date? So I don't fuck it up, Lalpino. You know? All right, that's dated card. You can no, find no. Out there. Hold on. He said uh, Gene Traders, uh, February seventeenth. In Wallingford, Connecticut, you can end up looking at us at uh, gene-traders.com. And uh, you can also end up looking uh boy and Delta 99 at Data Carbon on IG. Yes. Um, look, be on the lookout for that. That's going to be amazing. But uh, definitely, man, of course, always, you know, follow your podcast and stuff. Absolutely, my brother. That's our show, guys. Thank you, man. Here it goes. Thank you, Lapino. I will talk to you very soon. And like I said, keep it out there, you guys. Thank you very much. All right, brother. Where's them Tim's? Of course. <laughs> this is a Chucky Bean production.